0: Welcome to Know Your True Self, a show dedicated to raising the consciousness of humanity. I'm Samantha, and I am doing a little solo episode today. My husband, James, and my co-host is not feeling well, and I'll share a little bit about what happened and also what I learned from that experience. Hopefully, you will learn something from it, too, whether you're going through something similar or you might be in a situation like this in the future. I think it was illuminating to go through this type of a challenge as it always is. It's so hard to go through these things in life that are challenging, but there's always a lesson to be learned on the other end. So basically what happened was about a week ago, we went to a stretching class and I thought it would be good for us to get a stretch in. And I know that he does so much working out and bike riding. So I just thought it would be something good for us to do together. And He got injured from it and basically went home. Then as the hours progressed, it just got worse and worse and worse. The pain from the stretching experience and it seemed like, okay, this is just your little sore. It will get better the next day, but it didn't get better. It just kept getting worse and worse and worse to the point where I had to call an ambulance because it was so bad. The pain was so severe for him that I did not know what to do. And, that experience was scary, I think, especially as a spouse, to feel so powerless, watching the person that you love go through something like that is super painful and just hard to watch. So we call an ambulance, they come get them. And I think the main theme that you'll hear me talking about is just how hard it is to break through to people. And I think it was just such a reflection on where we are as humanity and as people today, because It almost felt like everyone we came into contact with throughout this process was not there. Even from the moment we called the ambulance, people arrived and they were just kind of super casual, like, oh, yeah, what's going on? Okay, do you feel like going to the ER? Meanwhile, the guy is in like screaming pain. Obviously, something's not right with him. And no one was really there. No one was really meeting the moment. No one was really like, let's get you some help. You're going to be okay. Like, we're going to get you there. Don't worry. Like, we got you. Um, no one was like that. And so we took him to the ER. And then basically when we got there, he had to wait in a stretcher outside of the ER for about two hours in the heat. We were literally outside in the parking lot outside of the ER because they were so packed. Granted, I'm so empathetic to the medical system. I know they've been through hell with COVID and just being understaffed and all of the people that are now coming in because they waited to get treated during COVID, but. It was so heartbreaking, again, to be the spouse to someone who's going through something like this and you can't do anything. They're just outside in a stretcher. You can't do anything. And I kept like trying to go in, trying to get people to come out, talk to us. No one was really coming out. And then two hours later, a doctor came out. We got taken in. They basically put him in like this cubby area is what I would call it. It wasn't a proper room. It was like an overflow area where... There was five other people in this little closet space, basically. And it was hard. You know, like they gave him some medication to relieve the pain, but we sat there for hours and hours and hours and waited to be seen. And again, I realized that when you go to the ER, there are so many other more serious things going on. There's people who have been shot. There's people who had a heart attack. There are people who have a child who's severely injured or something like that, like totally empathize with the fact that, We're in a place where emergencies happen, and potentially this isn't the biggest emergency. But at the same token, there were nurses that were around in the area in the overflow unit. No one checked on us. No one asked, can we get you anything? No one asked, like, how are you feeling? No one. No one, no one, no one. So that happens. We're there for probably like six hours in this little, like, cubby area. Finally, the doctor comes in and says, you know, your CT scan doesn't look too bad, Um, And it seems like you can kind of walk. So we're going to send you home. And by the way, like Jim couldn't walk. You know, he could barely stand. He was still in excruciating pain. And something was just like, we shouldn't go home right now. Like, this is not a good situation. I don't feel like we're ready to go home. But when you're in that situation as a patient or as the partner to a patient, you trust that the doctor knows what's best. So They sent us on our way. And honestly, I think it was just because they didn't want to deal with it. (laughs) They were just like, we're overwhelmed. We're understaffed. We don't have time for this. And we're going to send you home. So that was the first feeling of, wow, this is tough. Like we're in an emergency situation and no one will help us. We go home. The pain just getting worse and worse and worse. It's debilitating. So we have to go to another hospital and we go back to the ER, essentially we went to another ER because the first experience was so bad in this other one right by us. So we went to one a little bit further out and we thought, you know, when we got there, we're like, okay, this seems like it's going to be a better experience. Like it didn't seem quite as hectic in the lobby waiting area. Granted, there are people like screaming in the lobby and it's, it's still hectic, but it felt like he was being attended to a little bit more. But I think what's so hard in those situations is People are coming in and out of the door. There's no consistent presence. There's no one doctor that's looking over you and saying, oh, I see how you're progressing. It's like a new face every time. So when we first got there, there were a couple like, you know, there's a nurse and a doctor that seemed competent. And they said, let's do an MRI of the area. And then basically what happened after that was we were just in the waiting room for six hours. And Jim was in excruciating pain. The whole time, the whole time. And it was so painful to just see him like that and to feel like I couldn't do anything for him. I kept like going to the front desk, asking people like, "Is there something we can do. Like, can we please get him a bed? Like the guy is in severe back pain and we can't have him sitting up like this. We have to get him a bed to lay down. But they were just like literally not available and just giving me like a blank stare. And I think what was so hard from that experience is that no matter what tactic I tried, so I could be really concerned, like the upset wife, I would be kind and thoughtful. I would be assertive and kind of pushy. And I tried all these different tactics and literally nothing worked. I was also careful during that time to like not overstep and not to go into a really destructive space. And I think I'm proud of myself for not blowing up. I didn't I wasn't like yelling at them or anything like that. And I think that's the challenge in these situations, right? Because sometimes when people aren't there, you have to do something extreme to get their attention. And that doesn't feel good. Like that isn't how any of us should have to move through the world in order to get something done. We should be able to have rational, calm conversations with people without going over the top just to get their attention, just to wake them up for just a moment. So nothing worked and I think that is all reflective of where we are as a society of our collective mental health our collective emotional state like so many of us are checked out in life so many of us are just going through the motions and it may be because you don't like your job maybe you feel underappreciated underpaid overworked and I understand that that's tough that's really really tough especially in the medical system I understand how much they have all been through. But to be in a situation where you were literally saving lives in charge of people's livelihood and to not meet the moment, to not even show any degree of care, any degree of, hey, let me check in on this person. like He was left abandoned for six hours in pain there. No one checked in on him. So this is a more extreme example in the medical system, but I think what I would love to just talk to you all about as listeners is how can we be more present for the people around us? Most of us don't have the responsibility of saving lives or helping people through an extreme medical situation, but we do have a responsibility to meet the moment, to meet people with presence, to be available to them, to really listen to them, to empathize with them, to look them in the eye, to say, I get you, I hear you, I hear what you're going through. I'm going to do something to take responsibility, to take things in our own hands. Like we all have the power to do that in our day-to-day life. You don't have to be in the medical system to take that on. I think that is what we're all here to do is to help each other. So this was a hard learning experience and a lesson for me and a reminder of we need to be more there for each other. We need to be more available. We need to be more awake So if you take one thing away from this episode, I hope for now it's that. I know Jim is still in recovery. He was in the hospital for about five days and now he's back at home and he's on the mend, but it's going to be a very slow, long process. So I'm sure he will share his experience once he gets back and go into a little more detail about what he went through. But in the meantime, just wanted to catch you all up on what happened, what went down, and also A big lesson that I learned from that experience and also a reminder, show up for each other, be there for each other, be available, be present, empathize, look for those opportunities to help the people around you, even if it's just in a small daily interaction, even if you don't like your job, even if you're upset, even if you're emotionally in a bad place. So often we think that we're the center of our own world, but if we step outside of that, even if we're in a dark place, and simply just do a kind act to help people, we will get out of that darkness in our own mind. Thank you so much for joining in. Always remember that you have a choice. Take an active role in your own evolution. Know your true self.